movies, anime, comics, video games, and pop culture. These are but mere playthings for the manliest beings in all of podcasting history, the powerful Nerdcast. Hosted by the gurus of geekdom, Corey and Christian. Join them each week to discuss all things nerd culture. Everything from Star Wars to Dragon Ball Z and everything in between. Find the powerful Nerdcast on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network at RogueIntel.com. Hey, this is Renee. And this is Kim. And this is Round Trip. We are super excited to have with us today Christian and Corey from one of my personal favorite podcasts, The Powerful Nerdcast, also on Rogue Intel. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, everyone. How Hello, you doing? Internet. Good morning. Hello. So guys, we're really excited, like I said, to have you here. And we want to talk a little bit about conventions, gaming conventions, anime conventions, all of them. We personally, I can say myself, I've only been to a few and I find this entire world fascinating. I am fascinated by the people who attend, the things that I see there, and I feel a little slighted that this isn't a part of my life. So... (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your convention experiences. I think that anyone could get something out of a convention, especially if you go to like one of the larger ones. We're located in Atlanta, so we have Dragon Con, which is probably like the second or third largest convention in the U.S. now. Mm-hmm. And it's just incredible. Like you can, you can almost like let's say you're not a nerd, but you get to get nerdy one day a year, and that's mm-hmm. that's the place you get to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times have we just gone to a convention and just had a 30, 40 minute conversation with a dude that we meet in the hallway about like some random obscure, uh, something, you know, and, uh, you're like, Oh, you love that TV show. Cause yeah, he's dressed up as a character. It's kind of like uh, the Valhalla for like, you know, nerdy interests. Like it gives you that opportunity to sort of like express your love, uh, for that stuff. Um, but it's also, it can be really intimidating at first, especially depending on the convention that you go to. Because uh, Dragon Con here in Atlanta is just absolutely massive. There's just so much to see and do and people to meet. Uh, but then we also have smaller conventions like MomoCon and uh, Anime Weekend Atlanta, which focus on uh, just a single subject. And uh first time I even went to a convention was in 2005, which was Anime Weekend Atlanta. And I had a lot of reservations about it because uh, it was at that point in my life where uh, I was a teenager and I wasn't sure if I was supposed to express my love for anime. I didn't want to get made fun of by people. But Aww. then as I got into my 20s, I started just not giving a crap anymore what people thought, which is amazing. And I was able to express my love for anime and nerdy things. And uh, that's when we started going to these conventions and just meeting a lot of awesome people. I like that Christian mentioned uh, that you'll meet someone you've never seen before and you'll end up talking like last year at Dragon Con, met these guys and we talked about just the Star Wars stormtroopers, not like the movies, just the stormtroopers for like two hours over beers. And uh, it was just, it was so much fun. And, you know, there's just, it's, it's almost impossible to describe how much there really is to do. It really, there is something for everyone. And, and like you said, Corey, is a little bit uh, intimidating. So I definitely recommend, you know, you start slow, maybe just buy like a day pass, mm-hmm. your first convention, just go poke around, try to get there early so you can get a good parking spot. 
and uh, take it in. And then when you know you want to commit a whole weekend to it, just buy a buy a weekend pass and mm-hmm. and commit, and maybe even cosplay and dress up like your favorite character and uh, experience the con that yeah. way. It's almost like a vacation for us now. So let's talk about that a little bit, especially about the day pass. So generally, these conventions are like three to four days. How do you pick which day? Do you base it on the panels? Do you base it on which day you think the most traffic will be there? Like, how would you pick one out of the four days? Your best day is always Saturday if it's a weekend. That's definitely the highest volume day and usually where they pack a lot of the big name people coming in. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then definitely Friday is second. So if you had to pick, I would always say Friday-Saturday combo is like your strongest going to any convention. Uh, I would just bet if the convention's any good, they're going to plan the best panels those days Mm -hmm. um and then uh besides that if you're just like dying to go to one you know you can like pre-game on thursday when the convention's building up and then if you're still feeling the itch you can stick around on sunday and Mm -hmm. you know uh hang out with the people that haven't slept in three days yeah sunday is recovery day really (laughs) i mean it's it's get up early go to waffle house day and and absorb all of the delicious drinks that you had the night before kind of day um (laughs) but it's also there to just sort of get your your last glimpse of the convention go to all the last panels you can see the dealer's room which is arguably the biggest draw of any single uh convention that you go to which is where they sell all types of merchandise that you're totally going to waste all your money on but it's awesome because that's what you're there at the convention for uh, it's just, it's, it really is almost impossible to actually, no, it is impossible to experience every single thing that is a convention. You always have to decide, do I go to this panel? Do I go to the video game room? Do I go hang out with people? Do I go to the after party? Uh, and speaking of after parties, I mean, that's definitely one of the coolest things because you're always going to meet interesting people, especially who are staying in the hotel. I mean, it really is basically spring break for nerds. Simple as that. <laughs> ah, I love it. <laughs> and I say, and I, when I say nerds, I mean it in the nicest way possible. Because that's the other thing. You were talking about the dealer's room. Um, you can go in there and see everything from Gundam models to Doctor Who, uh, what do they call them, galactic screwdrivers or something? I don't remember. We call ourselves nerds and we don't even know what it I don't, is. I'm not, who who uses. I'm not a who-head. I'm not a who-head. There's know? many many levels of nerdom I don't touch. But I mean every t- type of possible merchandise you can find. Uh, another really popular thing is they have what is known as the Artist's Alley where a lot of local artists who work on paintings, comic books, online uh, comics, they come in and they show off their artwork, and you can actually purchase their artwork from them, which is great for them as well. Um, there's uh, there's always live bands that tend to be playing. I mean, there really is everything. Hell, Dragon Con has wrestling on Saturday nights, like full-on, in-the-ring wrestling. WCW. Everybody's watching, and it's just like what you would see on like WWF. I'll tell you what. Oh, if you're, that is if you're crazy. drinking... And you're watching wrestling. There is nothing better. You know it's fake, <laughs> but it's still fun. <laughs> the best thing about going to wrestling on Saturday nights, obviously, is it's a really great pregame. It allows you to sort of meet up with your friends, have a few drinks, and get ready for the crazy night of just seeing people in costumes. And definitely, I think that's the biggest draw is just getting to see all of the creative cosplay and the costumes that people can pull off. Because there are some things you see there that are really elaborate and something like straight out of a Hollywood movie. Like it's not too often you get to see like someone in a full Iron Man suit walking around that literally looks like something from the Marvel films. Or like a Groot from, uh, you know, a Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, mm-hmm. that's perfect. And it has, like, perfect facial makeup and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you also get ridiculous things like David Bowie from The Labyrinth with, like, five stock- socks stuck down his pants, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you get just ridiculous stuff, like, there. Uh, and you also get... What was the one cosplay that impressed me last year is Corey and I are fans of this show called Rick and Morty. And there was a character that showed up for about... 10 seconds and his name was Hammerai and he was a samurai made out of ham, you know, like his armor. Mm-hmm. And so he was 
called the Hammerai. And then we saw like a group of three Hammerai like two weeks after that show at Dragon Con. We we're like, how did you guys make that in time? And there's like, we got inspired. And it's just funny because you kind of meet people that have uh, uh, similar interests that you would have never uh, known, but because they're kind of wearing it on their outside, you got to you can kind of relate to people quicker. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an interesting thing. And some people take the cosplay so serious that they sort of adopt the personality of the character uh, that they're causing as, uh, which can sometimes be a little strange. Uh, but it, it but it always leads to a lot of really great conversation, and it's always going to be something that's memorable. So on the subject of cosplay, have you guys dressed up for a com- a convention? Uh, definitely. Um, it's something that I don't do too much anymore because, and this is something that is very important. Um, if you are going to cosplay at a convention, it's going to be work because you're going to have to take care of your costume constantly. Pieces are going to fall off and it's just going to be hard to kind of move around. So if you, if you are going to cosplay, make sure you really want to do it and do it because of the, uh, the series or the show or the movie that you really like. It's a great way to express your fandom. Um, but We've definitely cosplayed a couple of times. Um, Christian, I think you cosplayed as the soldiers from like Metal Gear Solid with the big exclamation mark above your head. Yeah, and um, I did uh, Kratos from God of War. Mm-hmm. Kratos from God of War, which <laughs> they wouldn't let him wear his full costume because it exposed way too much of his body. Uh, Ooh, which is yes. uh, definitely something you need to think about, too. Make sure you're not showing too much skin because um, some of these conventions are family-oriented. Some of them are not. Um, I've cosplayed as a couple of characters from the Naruto anime series. Um, that's definitely an anime that I really love. Uh, but I mostly did that when I first started going to conventions. Now I just like being in my civilian clothes and just being as comfortable as humanly possible because one of the biggest things about these conventions is that there are just so many people. And my biggest advice when traveling to a convention is hygiene. Hygiene is so important. I know that seems weird, but it's use important. deodorant, brush your teeth. Take a shower. It will save you because there are a lot of bodies in one room and it can get pretty insane. And not everyone gives you that general courtesy that you would expect. No, they do not. (laughs) (laughs) So don't be one of those people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're just also going to have a good time, uh, Mm -hmm. a lot better time if you're uh, like we usually bring like change a shirt or something because again if you're going there in a costume, you're only good for like two hours on the on the like cosplay floor, you know, and then you're just tired and hot and you got to like change out of your costume mm-hmm. that's usually all you get so if you want to be there all day you really truly have to be in some of the most comfortable clothing you have mm-hmm. and maybe pack out. light um you know um other little things like don't eat too heavy that yeah. that can destroy your whole day because you're going to be walking around a lot pack a lot of granola bars in your backpack or something like that just real quick foods like that jerky lots of water um that way you can just keep your energy up and just sort of try to experience as much as you can at the convention so let me ask you this. If I want to attend a convention and I want to um, have a costume, how, what's the best way to select a costume or to select a character? Is it, do I want to pick something more obscure so it's more interesting? Do I want to pick something that's really mainstream that people automatically get? Or do I want to make something up and be creative? It really depends on why you want to actually cosplay in the first place because a lot of people do it for different reasons. Um, some, pe- some people go because they want to express their fandom of the series that they love. Some people just want to have pictures taken of them. Simple as that. They Attention just want, horse? Yeah, they want to be like – <laughs> exactly. Uh, they they want to be noticed uh, by everyone. Um, some people just try to be really goofy and have a lot of fun with it. Really, it's it, it comes down to a personal choice, um, really just what you want to do. Um, I tend to go with what you really like 
uh, at the most at the time. Like if you're a fan of Marvel movies right now, try cosplaying as something like that. Or if you're something really nostalgic from your childhood that you want to bring back, do that. Um, but it really is a very personal choice. And does it yeah, make no. a difference if you make it yourself or if you have it made or if it's, a, I guess, a standard costume? I've seen guys getting their picture taken that definitely just went to Party City. And then oh, I've yeah. seen, And then I've seen guys that made everything and they told me it took eight months to oh, make this great. costume. Wow. You know, so it, don't let the level of your cosplay ability stop you from cosplaying. Yeah. There, there really is no good or bad cosplay. Uh, it, it's just really how you carry yourself with your cosplay. Um, although it, it is easy to admit that when you see someone who worked on something for like over a year, it's just impressive. Because you get to, you know, they will sit down and they will tell you exactly how they made every single piece. And uh, it's it's surprisingly uh, exciting when they tell you all that and gets to get to see it all come together. Because you do see some really crazy things here. There are people who will cosplay as characters from the Marvel Universe and they're well, they're well, uh, they'll wear stilts. It'll make them like eight feet tall. And they're, they're wearing all this stuff on them. It's like, how did they even pull that off? That's actually my favorite thing about a cosplay when I see it and I don't know how they did it. That's the most interesting so- so someone like me who has never attended any of these events before, I probably would not want to dress up. I would probably want to go in my regular clothes and just kind of observe and take in the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Will I be looked at a little funny because I have my regular clothes on? Will I be con-shamed because I'm not participating? How does that work? Yeah, I made did up a word. con-shamed? Con- I did. I made that con-shamed. up. <laughs> Everybody at a convention looks funny, period. That's, that's just the way it's going to be. But no one's – it's, it's a, a judgment-free zone. I would say that's one of the best parts about a convention is no one is judging anyone because mm-hmm. we're all, you know, uh, there's the stereotype of all nerds being a little um, socially awkward and, uh, you know, staying inside more often than other people. Um, and I feel like those people, if, they're, if they do exist, because stereotypes are around for a reason, if there are some nerdy people, like this is them all getting together. I actually say it's one of the most polite environments I've ever been in because everyone's like, oh, Oh, excuse me for bumping into you. And like everyone's very nice. Like mm-hmm. I think that that's one of the main themes that I see. Uh, so, yeah, one of the big things is that cosplayers now are trying to we're they're trying to push it in the cosplay community to be respectful because there's a lot of girls that dress up as, you know, characters that are revealing. And in the past, like guys have just run up to them and snap photos of them, you know, just because they're on the con floor. And uh, I think that's one of the big changes where you could get con shamed is uh, <laughs> making sure to respect people's privacy. Because if they're sitting at a at a restaurant eating and they happen to be wearing a costume, you can't go run up and take their photo. Mm, you know, right. like that's just weird. You're being yeah. socially uncomfortable at that point. But as far as when they're when they're uh, on the con floor, the most simple way to go up to them is just, hey, do you mind if I take your picture? Mm-hmm. And they'll 99% of the time say, yeah. And then yeah. they'll even hit a pose because they have a pose for their character or something. Like right. they've been doing this all day. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to go to a convention, try to have some poses ready. Uh, I know that seems weird. Um, but it's just when, when you're trying to get like a good photograph of someone in a costume and they just sort of stand there, it doesn't look as exciting. So try to really embrace that character that you're trying to be. Transform into that character. Uh, it gives you the opportunity to adopt a new personality for a weekend. And you'd be surprised how fun it is to kind of mess with people like as that character. Like last year I was at Dragon Con. I was uh, Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th movies. Oh, nice. And I got to be a serial killer for a weekend. And it was really fun. Uh, just the looks I would give people because the, my mask, you couldn't actually see my eyes. They were just black holes. So I would just like stare at people and they would get really freaked out. And then they would come over and then we would start having a conversation about Friday the 13th. Nice. Um, it's, it's really weird, but uh, it's, it's a fun way to you know have fun with your cosplay. And that's, that's ultimately the best thing about it is have fun. Embrace it. 
And it sounds like it's a, a, a sense of camaraderie and fellowship that kind of come with oh, the community time. and ex- the nerd boy scouts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that it, it has sort of the landscape of cosplay has changed over the last couple of years. Um, like how they regulate the cosplay, but it also depends again on the convention like Momocon. They're much stricter there. It's more family oriented. Uh, but then you have Dragon Con, which is more, you know, people in their late twenties, thirties, and even beyond. I've seen some senior citizens partying down at Dragon Con. Like it's just, it's a very different environment. I can see that. Definitely. Um, the little bit of Momocon that I saw seemed much, much younger. Mm-hmm. It seemed very, very young. And, my experience at Dragon Con, going to the parades, it seems much more my age. I mean, people mm-hmm. seem to be in their mid, I would actually say mid-30s to early 40s. Yeah. A lot of people with their kids dressed up. Like, there was, I saw that as well. But but um, families, as well as, I just remember the gladiators from, three, or not the gladiators, from 300. The Spartans. Like gladi- the Spartans. Spartans. That group of guys, whoever they are, praise Jesus. That is, the yes. That's yes. that, that's the, that's, that's the a exact, whole lot of yes. That's yes. The, uh, the equivalent of hot chicks that dress up as slutty characters just to get attention. So now you know, I understand like what thing. you guys are going through. I understand yeah. now. <laughs> I get it. You have to make I sure to ask it. permission before you take photos. I, okay? I mean, hell, if I could pull off the Spartan costume, I would, man. We could go. I'd be right there Spartans. taking pictures, Corey. I'd yeah. be right full, there, full oiled up, <laughs> <laughs> slow mo, glistening in the sun. It would be amazing. Yeah, it it is amazing. I've I've Big seen them twice shields. now. <laughs> yeah, very, very. Uh, lots of equipment. The... Lots of equipment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, um, so okay, let's just talk about this for a second. What is the difference between Momocon, DragonCon, Comic-Con? I know like there's like WalkerCon and WizardCon. Those are very specific genres, but I don't really understand the difference between like DragonCon, Comic-Con and Momocon. A lot of these conventions inherently have a lot of things in common, but there are some key differences. The biggest one being Comic-Con, which is arguably the biggest comic convention in the entire world. Um, started out mostly as just an excuse to go and share your love of comics with fans, meet the artists, meet the writers, get your books signed, and even try and buy some really rare books. Over time, it sort of turned into this like big trade show for showing off all the brand new movie trailers, all the ones from like Marvel Studios, all the big movies like the ones that just came out like Captain America Civil War and X-Men Apocalypse. It's an excuse to show those off to the fans now and essentially has turned into waiting in line for hours and hours on end just so that you can get to a panel. And then you have something like Momocon, which started out as originally a free convention that was hosted on the Georgia Tech campus, which was strictly all just about anime, Japanese cartoons. And over time has started to evolve into something which is like a smaller Dragon Con, where it encompasses anime, sci-fi, comic books, movies, TV shows, and even sports fans. So it sort of like encompasses all of that, and uh, it's basically your typical sci-fi convention at this point that's a good way to look at it yeah yeah and how and, about uh, dragon con dragon con is like i almost say like a copy of of comic con in the sense that it now premieres a lot of content like a lot of people come there that represent brands and premiere uh information that is just going on to the internet for the first time uh so that's kind of cool but also I feel like it's still it, – it's a little different than Comic-Con because it's split between four hotels. So it's about four, four by four blocks wide and you're constantly jumping between hotels and certain hotels have just all the stuff you can buy like the dealer's room in them. And then certain hotels have just a whole bunch of panels. 
certain hotels have um, just uh, um, like where you can meet famous people. Like the mm. bottom of one of the hotels is I forget the name of the room, but you just walk in and you just see rows of famous people where you can pay them to get their autograph and hang out with them for like or two just minutes. simply walk up and talk to them. A lot of them are, are more than happy to just speak to their fans for free. Like we met the guy that played RoboCop. Uh, mm-hmm. the original the, 1980s version. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, wow. We, we got to meet Data from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. We met Lou Ferrigno. Ah. We met, uh, who else, Corey? There's got to be uh, the Green, Green Ranger. The Green Ranger. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not familiar with the Green Ranger. <laughs> Green Rangers. Uh, Power Rangers. Uh, oh, okay. You have yeah. to say there was, Power uh, before Rangers. Stan Lee of Marvel Comics. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, didn't get to talk to him, but I ran into him in a hallway like he is just leaving a panel. And it was the first time I'd been to a convention like this of this size, and I just like stopped in my tracks. And I was just like staring, like, oh my god, that's Stan Lee. And Corey's like, dude, that's Stan Lee. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, just like, oh my gosh. I am basking in his presence. It was awesome. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, really Dragon Con is everything, which is really? the best thing about it. You know, there is something there for absolutely everyone. But it's not the best convention to get started with. It might be the, one of the big ones left uh, mm-hmm. this year, besides I think like WonderCon is coming up and a mm-hmm. few other smaller cons. But uh, it, it's not always the best. I would always recommend DragonCon your first time. Just do a day pass and do a Saturday or a Friday and go through and mm-hmm. experience it that way. And then once you get some, some, con, you know, some con experience, then go in for a whole weekend and rent the hotel room and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, Corey, Corey I feel you on the uh, geeking out. When we went to WalkerCon, I met Jason Momoa. Oh, and yeah. I lost my, sh- yeah, it was, that's it was, something, it was a mess. That's something else. Be prepared to meet famous people and keep your shit together. Well, why was he there? I mean, he had no business being there. It was that's after, funny. it was after he was off of Game of Thrones and Aquaman stuff hadn't started coming out yet. So he, I don't even know why he was there. He surprised me. He was there for me. That's what it was. He just wanted to meet me. <laughs> we got to meet the actor that played Hodor. Uh, oh, last, no. uh, last oh cool. He held the door. Aww. I know. This <laughs> guy, we saw him at a panel, and then we just uh, met him just out the side of this room, and we talked with him. Christian got a couple photos with him. Nice. Super nice guy. I was like, yes. I hate to be that guy, but can I get a selfie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, cool. and FYI, Herschel from Walking Dead kind of squeezed me a little extra tight. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> He's, he's like, got a little I'm extra got a love tights. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, calm down, Herschel. <laughs> he's like, I'm an old man. It's the last chance. <laughs> I'm getting, getting in where I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm famous. Uh, but yeah, you, you will meet famous people and keep your shit together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that takes practice. Yeah, yes. It does. It does. But now uh, I hang out with like internet celebrities. We made friends with them. We, uh, you know. We also get media passes. That's something that oh, we sweet. experience that's a little different because of our, our podcast and our YouTube channel. We get into these conventions for free. That's it, though. We don't get paid to go. Uh, we haven't reached that level. That'd yeah. be cool. And, uh, but we get to do interviews with like famous voice actors. And uh, like we, we met uh, who list some of the just, people off. You're better with weekend, names. Just this weekend, we met uh, not exactly household names, but I guarantee if you watched any sort of Disney cartoon over the last 30 years, right. you've seen this voice actor. His name is Jim Cummings, uh, voice actor. He's done Winnie the Pooh, Tigger. He's worked on Aladdin. Nice. He's worked on a lot of big, uh, almost every big Disney movie that's been like hand-drawn animated over the last 30 years. Um, Darkwing Duck from the early 90s. And uh, oh, so this cool. guy was great because he, he looks so unassuming. That's the best thing about talking to voice actors, too, because... Yeah. Uh, you never really know what they look like, and this guy just looks like some regular guy wearing a Darkwing Duck shirt with uh, jeans on, and he walks the floor, 
talks to fans and you'd never know that's that's Winnie the Pooh right there which is kind of strange um we also talked to uh Stephen Bloom who's uh popular for working on a big anime series like Cowboy Bebop um we talked to this young kid his name is uh Zach Callison who's on this popular Cartoon Network show called Steven Universe um so the voice actors are always really fun because one we get to see them do the voices mm-hmm. and they're professional, so when you see these just normal-looking people and they start to do these voices, it's almost jarring because they do transform into these characters. Uh, but it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and also they're not jaded by celebrity. They're mm-hmm. just actually normal people that just happen to get noticed at this one convention where mm-hmm. people introduce them as these characters. So, right, you know, right. they're, they're very pleasant people to hang mm-hmm. out with. And we even met the uh, voice of, like, some of the Animaniacs. Uh, we met Rob Paulson. Rob Paulson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we've met so and, many uh, cool Cree people. Summer was there this weekend. Uh, she's voiced a lot of characters. Susie Pickles yeah. from Rugrats. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's amazing, like, how you get to meet some of your, like, favorite, like, animated characters. You get to see the people who've been voicing them for years. Have you guys met the guy, um, what's his name, H. John Benjamin? Not yet. Um, Where's he from? Bob's Burgers and Archers. Yeah, Yeah, that guy's kind of really famous. Yeah, his career has just exploded. And he's such a genius voice actor because he does the same voice for every role. All the time. Like, he never changes (laughs) his voice. It's it's such a genius concept. But he's still really funny. I love him in all the shows that he's in, especially Bob's Burgers, which I've become steadily obsessed with. It's an amazing show. It's a great show. (laughs) So let's talk real quick about when you're actually traveling to these conventions. So we have the luxury of living in Atlanta, where a lot of these big conventions happen. But if we wanted to go to a convention in a different city, what would be some of your tips for how to travel with equipment, with costumes, and all of that, and making sure you get there and get everything there together in working order and safe? Um, so let's say you decide you're going to go to a convention. First thing, I would say at least pack double the amount of clothes you want just in case you want to like change your shirt halfway through or you spill something on you. You know, Don't just show up with the clothes on your back. Like Bring some clothes. Uh, next thing I would say is a lot of water and usually bring the booze you want to drink or at least the majority of it because it is expensive on the, on the con floor You know, if you're going that route. Um, it's like going to a Braves game. It's it's nine dollar beer night. Yeah, so you're like, damn. <laughs> and uh, where else? Uh, I have a few tips, but it's mostly about parking. Is there anything else? Yeah, like- but it also depends on how far you're traveling. Like if you're going to another state, and if you're taking a plane, uh, make sure you can condense all of your costume into something that could possibly fit in the overhead storage, so that way you can take care of it. Um, a lot of the times, it's frankly just not going to be possible. Uh, pack as much clothes as you can, like Christian said, but try to pack light. Like, be really efficient with how you pack things. Um, and if you are staying at the hotel, try to park as close as possible. Yeah, that's really. the other thing. So, like, we go, we never stay at the hotel at Dragon Con because Corey lives pretty close to it. So, we always commute back and forth. Um, but one of the, our secrets are that I'm going to share that uh, is find the closest parking deck you can and then go all the way to the bottom and park as close as you can to the elevator. And that way you can get to the car very, very quickly, mm-hmm. you know, because you just run over that parking deck, get to the elevator, and then you're like right by your car. Make your trunk your home base. Yeah, basically. That, that's kind of where we, uh, we do everything out of, you know, like we'll put our costumes or our camera gear or sound equipment in there. And then uh, we'll go enjoy the convention, go grab some photos and video, you know, with our light amount of gear and then come back right before the interview and grab all the stuff we need. Uh, uh, And if you were cosplaying, I could imagine you could sub out our example of camera equipment for 
costumes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so always park at the bottom of a parking deck as close as you can to the elevator and uh, take a picture of where you parked so you can remember because mm-hmm. you may come back mm-hmm. and just be like, where the fuck did we park? That was like eight hours ago, you know? <laughs> and, and that's, a, that's uh, a good travel tip for anyone yes, in, anywhere. In general. At airports, anywhere. I always take a picture. You know, it's like you're in lane J, mm-hmm. BJ, or, oh, sorry, that's the wrong. <laughs> that, <laughs> floor B, aisle J. That's what I meant, people. <laughs> See where my brain goes. Uh, but yeah, like it's very important to take pictures. I actually do that no matter where I travel. That's yeah. just a habit. That yeah, I, I mean, once you're, you're somewhere for five days, you're not going to remember where you parked. So yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, but uh, and then when you're actually on the con floor, the thing I did this year that was way different is I bought a camel pack, which is one of those things that you store water on your back with, mm-hmm. and it has a, like a little straw that comes around, and that like revolutionized my convention because I always had water on me, and I wasn't wasting one of my hands holding a water bottle mm-hmm. or um, having to wear cargo shorts to hold the water bottle or anything like that. So, yeah. I actually recommend camel packs, and there's people wearing ridiculously costume, ridiculous costumes. You don't look strange with a camel pack on your back. You actually look. More than normal. And there are some people who cosplay with costumes that are so elaborate that they actually wear camel packs on the inside just so that they can stay hydrated the entire time. Yeah. Wow. So it's, uh, yeah, definitely. It was a game changer this weekend. And, you know, they do usually have uh, water readily available everywhere. Water but stations, sometimes you have yeah. to wait with this camel pack thing. It just it saves you time. And that's the thing you always want to have enough for when you're at these conventions is uh, using the most of your time. And the last thing I'd really like to add when you're going to a convention is utilize the app that these conventions put out because Momocon and DragonCon have their own apps and you can like select the panels you want to go to and the things that are happening at a certain time. And it's like it has its own like uh, built-in calendar. So it will like ding 30 minutes before you decide. And that is a vital tool because Corey and I will say, you know, we'll sit down the night or the two or three days before and map out everything we want to go see. And then uh, plan it all out. And that way, if Corey and I get divided up or something, we still know to be at a certain place at a certain time, you know. So you sort of define your schedule and this app will help you stay on course with that. So don't um, don't like uh, not check out to see if your uh, convention has an app or something like that. So. So now that you guys have mentioned equipment that's necessary and helpful when attending a convention, let's move on into our carry on segments. So carry on, obviously, items that you need to have in your carry on to help make your travels more convenient, whether it's tech, whether it's convenience, whether it's hand wipes. <laughs> hand wipes? I guess that's an inside joke? No, I mean hand wipes. If you're not traveling with antibacterial <laughs> hand wipes, I'll get you some. <laughs> okay. Wipe down that so- jet tray table, man. So. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good move. I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say one of the first things I like to bring is again water um, and a change of clothes. And I would also recommend if you want to upgrade your water situation, go for a camel pack, which is just easier because you can carry a lot more water. I think it's like mine holds. Uh, I think seventy four ounces, which mm-hmm. is like three water bottles. And then um, I would also make sure to either buy your own lanyard. Or save the ones you like from the uh, conventions you've gone to in the past because the sometimes the lanyard they'll give you with your badge sucks. It's like it'll chew into your neck. So like think about buying a better lanyard. Mm-hmm. Is there a and specific then, camel pack that you recommend? Like is there a specific The brand one? I like is uh, Camel Pack Original. I think is the uh, brand and the, the, the model I like. Um, I think is the name of it. 
And uh, Camel Pack is an actual company. They make other mm-hmm. backpack water things, but I think the uh, that's the brand I've used mm-hmm. before and I like. And um, snacks are really important. Snacks are important. Bring some granola bars. I love my fanny pack when I'm at a convention. I just think it's the most awesome thing because I'm always reaching for my phone to either take a photo or uh, I bring a point-and-shoot camera or um, other things along like that. And mm-hmm. I just think hang on, having everything on your side instead of in like individual pockets is like much faster. Yeah, make sure to wear it to the side. Wear it to the side. You wear it to the front, <laughs> you look like an idiot. And uh, it's, I call it my utility belt. It sounds way better. <laughs> is, and there, is there a specific brand of utility belt that you prefer? <laughs> I, I'll, let me look that up and I'll get back to you on, okay. on that. Corey, you, you, you name a few more things while I look that up. Um, yeah, like he said, the fanny pack is important. Um, what Christian actually wears is not like your typical, just like, you know, old school 90s bright pink fanny pack. It's more of like a, uh, an actual tool belt. Um, I think it was actually sold by the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, actually, which is another great show that you guys should definitely check out. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, aside from that, just stay hydrated with water. You want to get snacks, stuff that's not going to melt. So just good granola bars. I recommend Nature Valley because um, a lot of the food that you eat there is just going to slow you down and it's grossly expensive. Uh, save your money for when you're done with the convention. You want to go get something to eat. The Dot Susara is uh, the name of this pack actually that a uh, Christian is using. Yeah. And it's and, all, uh, the model is called the Joe Rogan utility belt. Mm-hmm. So and it's, it's okay. super, super useful. Um, just for keeping everything with you that way, no one's going to, you know, jack your wallet or your, your phone or anything, but you, you don't typically have to worry about that type of stuff. And at convention. the, uh, the spelling for the company is D A T S U S A R A. Yes. Datsusara. That was only one letter off. Oh, really? Uh. Yeah, Datsusara. Datsusara. <laughs> definitely Japanese, and uh, so they're they're like a cool company that makes like all hemp backpacks and bags and stuff. That and, explains the Joe Rogan. Connection. Yeah, kind of the connection there. But uh, it's a really cool bag, and um, it, it'll hold a ton of gear. And the way the straps are built is they will not like chew on chew into your hip. Like they have good padding throughout them. So I love that bag. And quite simply, if you're not in cosplay, just dress comfortably. Yeah, uh, I also recommend cargo shorts if you can uh, if you like those because they give you extra pockets if you need them. And um, I always say maybe this is one of my budgeting trips. Whenever I'm doing something fun, I usually I didn't do it last time, but uh, is take it all the cash you want to spend because if you're going to go to like the dealer's room and stuff, like let's give yourself a two hundred dollar limit. Say like this two hundred dollars is all I'm going to spend over this weekend or $500 or whatever. Here's the money for booze. And then here's the money for dumb, dumb shit in the dealer's room, you know, like that you don't really need, but you're still going to buy. So kind of budget out your money and maybe, um, bring cash because people do do that, but they also are very, um, you know, it's very easy to accept a card nowadays with mm-hmm. things like square, square trade or whatever it is. There's mm-hmm. like the little squares you can scan mm-hmm. and, uh, with your phone. So everyone does accept cards as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like maybe, budget out your cash ahead of time what else i know there's a few more things that you could bring your camera make sure and bring a real camera don't bring your cell phone if, to if take you're pictures be of everything. waiting in line a lot and you're a gamer uh have your cell phone fully charged or bring your 3ds um because there is going to be a lot of waiting in line mm. i like to train my pokemans when i'm waiting uh, in line so <laughs> the one of the other things is i also love i've been over the past few months bringing an external battery with me to charge my phone where i go and that has revolutionized where I'm always connected all the time mm-hmm. because I'm on my phone a lot. Um, I'm like a teenage girl because I'm just constantly checking it. And uh, <laughs> the, uh, the external battery helps me all the time. 
<laughs> the external battery is a great tool, which I actually recommend as any travel tip. So uh, get yourself a big one. Like anything over 10,000 milliamps is uh, going to charge your phone about three times. And that's about it. Okay. You bring those things and you'll be rock solid. All right. So one more quick question before you go. If both of you had an unlimited amount of money, any resources you needed, what character would you be? Oh, man. <laughs> the, the possibilities are endless on this one. I'd be like the 80s RoboCop. That's what I'd be. Like the original, like full-on suit. Like you'd have the Not, sound effects coming from the suit. Yeah, and no blue. I want just a silver one. Silver style. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I would do. Um, 80s RoboCop. If I could choose, um, one of my favorite uh, anime franchises is Mobile Suit Gundam. Um, I'd want to be like one of the giant mechs from that series. Like I'd want it to go like real, like I'd want to be on stilts and everything, like make myself like eight feet tall, really go crazy with it. Basically I'd barely be able to move, but damn what I look awesome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, but there's so many other characters. It's so impossible to choose, especially if I had unlimited resources, I'd, I'd want to choose something different each time. And the other thing is, look at that. We're both picked robots. Something yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 How about you, Renee? What this. character would you be? Oh, I don't know. Because I know nothing about this. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I would have to be. Just pick one of the bachelorettes or something. You know, you <laughs> no. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Now, the cool thing is uh, you don't necessarily have to be a character that already exists. A lot of these people at these conventions create their very own costumes. Yeah. I feel like they, like, go to 80s night and just come to the convention or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be Jim from the Holograms. Classic Jim. I'm sure it'd be yeah. much better than, than that movie that came Oh, my out. God. I don't even want to talk about Let's not even talk about that. It didn't exist. <laughs> that did not exist. It never happened. Never You're right. Happened. It, it never happened. <laughs> never, never happened. It doesn't exist. It's totally not outrageous. All right. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for joining us for Thanks, this guys. episode of Round Trip. Um, as, as we said before, Christian and Corey are the host of the Powerful Nerdcast, which you can also find in the Rogue Intel family. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, it's TJ. I know you're enjoying the wonderful content the Rogue Intel Podcast Network provides. We really couldn't do this without the support of you, our wonderful listeners. One of the best ways you can say thank you also happens to be one of the easiest ways. Just go to rogueintel.com slash Amazon and do your Amazon shopping as you normally would. It won't cost you anything and you'll be supporting your favorite podcast network. That's R-O-G-U-E-I-N-T-E-L dot com slash Amazon.